Okay, say something bad. I'm a savage, classy, baddest bitches. The hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? There go your test right there. I was testing the microphone. I mean to say test one, two, three. That's good, then. It should work. See how it did. The fuck was that? <laughs> what was you singing? Uh, anyways. There's no point in saying test one, two, three right now. <laughs> you fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> okay my name is Ray and I'm T Parker we are the founders of the gentle caress that is the gentle your top source for mental and physical health how was that great keep going <laughs> <laughs> so yeah welcome to the caress the mind podcast this is the podcast just to help you ease your mind throughout these times and and just help you get through the everyday mental struggles that we deal with. What else are we talking about, T? Relationships, sex, mm, I like family, that. friends, politics. Yes, yes. Did I mention relationships? You did say Who relationships. Who wants that perfect <laughs> love story anyway? Yes. Anyway. So this is what we got to deal with. Cliche, cliche, <laughs> cliche, cliche. All right. So allow us to caress your mind. Come follow. Let's try to get people, let's try to ease people's minds about the future. I know we're going through rough times right now with the coronavirus. Absolutely. So I want to give people some hope out there. But let's start with a certain group of people. So an article caught my eye. I first saw it when I saw a friend uh, share it on Facebook. But... I went and found another source that repeated it as well. Because a lot of things that you see shared on Facebook, you kind of got to double check it. You do. You have to check the facts and the backstory behind it and make sure the article is legit. Right. So I like to mention the year and the date. Exactly. So (laughs) I like to see if any other sources are talking about it at this time. So I found this one article Mm -hmm. and it's on radio.com. And the gist of it talks about Marriage couples are being quarantined and how the divorce rate is starting to spike during quarantines. So I sat up here and I'm like, okay, I need to read more on this because, you know, me personally, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. I mean, I'm a little shocked because you married someone who you just knew you were going to spend forever with. And just because we're stuck in the house. I mean, I would I would personally think that it shouldn't be a problem. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, after all, this is someone you married. This is someone you wanted to spend your life with. So why should it be a problem? Right. It should. But, all right, listen. Let me go back. Let me go to this article because I got a lot to say to that and to this whole topic. Okay. So this is what the article starts off with saying. It says, if you're planning to get a divorce, you may want to wait. Filings for divorces keep spiking due to couples being quarantined and financially stressed. Page six reported. 
Matrimonial attorney, attorneys reported that they are experiencing a 50% rise in requests from potential clients. This is likely due to some couples being forced to spend time to get more time together while quarantined due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Now, let me read this last part. New York City divorce attorney William D. Zabel, a founding partner of the Schultz, Roth, and Zabel, said his company has received many calls in the past week from people seeking representation for divorce proceedings. Oh, we. So, let's talk about that for a second. Now, you said that you're shocked. I, I mean, I am a little bit because, I mean, has it really come to divorce after a whole week? I mean, really? And me personally, I'm not shocked at all. Why are you not shocked? I'm not shocked because I always say, always say a lot of these marriages are bullshit. A lot of these weddings, a lot of these weddings that we go to, it's it just a lot of them just smell like bullshit. So you, I'm, I'm, I guess I'll ask everybody out there: You ever been to a wedding where you know this couple has only been together for a year? Me personally, I always felt like if you know a person for a year. Or been with a person for a year, maybe two. I mean, it, does it even have to be a year? Because I feel like you can be together longer than a year and... You can. But I always look at the shorter relationships more so than the longer relationships. And just feel like it just smell crazy because, you know, it's just being around that couple. You can just tell that it's more about them saying that they married and them saying that they got a ring on their finger than actually being with that person forever. Some people forget is you may be able to say you love a person because you're trying to get to that altar, but did you like them? I don't completely agree with that because I don't think the amount of time, I mean, I think the amount of time has something to do with it, but I don't think it's solely based on that. Because there's couples that have been together a year, year and a half, who get engaged and get married, and they're longer than cu- they're married longer than couples who've been together five, six, seven, eight, nine years. The key, I guess, term in this is why. What makes their relationship of them being together so different in the time amount of time they've been together versus? the length of them being together, I guess. Right. That makes but, sense. And I guess my thing is it's starting to coincide with why divorce rates are already so high in this country. And I feel like this quarantine right here, even though it's bad because a lot of people are losing their life, um, it's really showing that a lot of these people that are getting married, they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Um, now you forced to be with that person in the confined space in these, say you in a two, two, one, two bedroom apartment and it's just you heard them four walls. So now your marriage is really, your relationship is really put to the test because it's like, okay, now when I wake up, I see you all day while I'm at home. I see you before I go to bed. I see you for 
however long this thing lasts lasts out. Me, me and you, I feel like when we first got got together after five years, and well, let me go back for people that don't know. Me and Tiffany has been together for 12 years. Going on 12 years. Going on 12 years. Mm-hmm. We got married after 10, ten years. 10 and a half. No, 10. 10 was, years? Yeah, it was straight up 10. Yeah, we finally got married after 10 years. I proposed on my 30th birthday. And I just felt like after a while, and I used to get so much shit about how come I'm waiting so long. And mind you, when we first got together, I was still in college. We was we was both still in college. Yeah, we were 21. We were young, and we were still in college trying to figure life out. And I don't think people actually realize like the time plays a, doesn't really play a factor depending on the age. I feel like if we're in our 30s, late 20s and we've been together 10 years, okay, I I get it. Right. But when you're in your early 20s, 21, being to get being with someone for 10 years isn't really that long when you're that young. Right. So we've been we we've been together for 10 years and then I finally proposed because I've always had a set plan. I always had this mindset that I'm in my 20s. So this is my kind of selfishly my chapter in my life to where even though I'm with somebody, but I still want to be able to enjoy my 20s without having that big of a commitment on me. So on my 30th birthday, I felt that's the next chapter in my life to where I'm ready to have that big commitment and fully commit myself to being a husband and a full family man. So me, I felt like if I would have started in my, say, if we would have got married after five years and then we had our apartment. That would have been what, 26? 26. And then try to put us, keep us in our apartment quarantined. I think we probably would have had our issues back then because it was a lot. Because I remember back then, you really was big on having your space and I was big on having my space. And it was just hard for us because we was in college, we was living together, and we had Milani. And for people that don't know, we have an eight-year-old daughter. And we have a three-month-old now. But back then, when it was just her, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot because we were still going to school. We were still trying to work. And we were trying to raise her. She wasn't playing at all. It just came out of nowhere. So I couldn't imagine us being in the predicament that a lot of these relationships is now. So that's why I tell people, like, even if, you know, if you're 25 and you're looking at a woman and you say, hey, we've been together for two years then and then you start to think to yourself you know i really want to marry this woman i'm one of those i'm gonna be completely honest with you and i'm gonna tell you damn all that forget the marriage just enjoy the relationship and really make sure that you're ready to make that commitment like You've been together for two years, okay? Just give it until you reach your 30s. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think age has anything to do with that. I think it's all about a mindset because 
you can be with someone, you can be married to someone for 20 years. And then the time comes where the kids move out. It's just y'all. And then they get a divorce because that does happen. Right. So does time, I mean, does age really play a factor in that? I think it's more so of a mindset and the relationship that's built. Because I personally believe that you shouldn't lose the dating aspect. Um, So many or so often couples focus their time around their children to the point that when they move out, the husband and wife don't really have too much in common. And then it's just them. Right. So, but so take, I mean, and in this article, it doesn't necessarily give an age range as to what demographic is actually getting a divorce or who's actually considering getting a divorce. Right. But in the article, it talks about how a lot of couples are feeling the financial stress. But again, that does not have an age. Right. But at the same time, when you're mature enough, and when you're ready to get married, all of that, all of that uh, is discussed and you are already ready for what could happen when things are, are being taken away from you. When the, the, your income drops, your income gets taken away. You all, you already had a discussion like, Hey, you know, or you've already got that feel for that person that you're getting ready to marry saying, Hey, I know that if I marry this woman and my income gets stripped away from me and we end up on hard times, I have the right person with me to help me rebuild. But you're assuming that people have those conversations, though, that income, children. And there's one other one that I that I can't think of right now. It's on the tip of my tongue are three top. Oh, credit scores. Those are the three main topics couples do not discuss before getting married. They should be discussed, but often they're not. So when they get into those hard times, that's when they realize, oh, shit, this is where we're struggling with. And right. And that's exactly what I'm saying. That's the point I'm making. Is but I don't think it has anything to do with maturity level though. But I mean, but I mean, why why wouldn't they have that conversation? Because that's not something that is brought up a lot of the times. Just like you know, one person may want to have children and they automatically assume the other one does too, and then the time comes and then that person doesn't want to have kids. Like that that conversation. Is not something that they think of, which is why, you know, I strongly recommend to anyone I know getting married that marriage counseling is should be done and it should be key. Right. Because those are topics that are brought up and those are things that are discussed before getting married. Right. And but this is that's that's but this is that's what I'm saying. If. I'm, and I'm speaking from a man perspective. Mm-hmm. I can't respect no man that goes into a marriage and he has not had that discussion with his woman. It's so common, though. It, no, it, it is. It is common, but so is divorce now. It is, like, but I don't be, think it's based but, on that, right? But but how many times have we seen certain couples and we've looked at each other like, "Wow, they getting married," because certain things that you hear from them and you like, damn, 
y'all haven't discussed A, B, and C that'll help you guys get to X, Y, and Z. But again, that does not have anything to do with age or maturity because I feel like 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds can get married and that's something that's not discussed. Well, that's a problem. I'm sorry. I'm you 40, 50 year old and you're not having that. That's a problem for me because, okay, take out the age. I will give you that. I do agree with you that age may not make a difference. It's If you're sitting here and you know that you guys argue all the fucking time about money is if you know that you're having them type of issues all the time and then you're still going into planning a wedding with that person i can't respect you because you need to have those discussions and sit down and be like look man i want to marry you see me i'm this is me from a man perspective because i feel like a woman is not going to um Force that type of conversation. I beg so, to differ. Some, uh, no, no, no. Some will. Some will. But I feel like it take it really takes a man to sit down and say, "Hey, this is what we need to get better at before we take that bit next step." Like we have so many issues in this one area that we really need to either go and seek counseling. And really figure this out or we need to find a solution on our own. I have a question for you. So if someone, if if the male, for example, has a problem with his fiance or whatever, um, buying designer bags, why is there a problem? Are they sharing bank accounts? Do they have their own bank accounts? Because if they have their own bank accounts, I don't understand why he would have a problem with what she's purchasing. If they have a joint bank account with joint funds, then I can kind of get it a little bit because that's their money for them to put towards their finances. Right. But I mean, it can be, it can be for any reason. Because I mean, my money is my money. So if I want, if I'm working and I have my own money and I want to get this $800 bag, I think I should be able to do that. Right. But I know you, you, you take care of, you will take care of business as far as your bills and everything like that. This you have to true. worry about that. Yeah, this is true. But I'm talking about for those and, and that... I'm, and I'm a little cheap. I'm, I wouldn't buy an $800 bag. <laughs> I'm just being real. Well, thank goodness. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking about for the women that go out and buy the designer bag, but then the next day ask their man for $50, $60. Saying they cutting, they, you know, they kind of short, and then he looks at her and say, "Damn it, you just bought this eight hundred dollar bag, and then you're telling me that you low on funds in regards to your car payment or something like that." But how many couples are actually really like that? No, you don't think they're not out there. I'm not saying that they're not, but I'm <laughs> saying like, how many couples is it really? Because I mean, I think it's it's deeper than that per se. If I if I know that you are you are ta- you never have to you never have to need any money because you take care of yourself you take care of your bills and you know that I'm always here for you to back you up and this is I'm we speaking on those that don't have these joint accounts or nothing like that so if you have your own account and you are taking care of everything you never have to ask me the money in, for money in regards to your bills hell you can buy ten thousand dollar bag if you got it 
You know what I mean? I don't care. Like, no man should care. But if you always saying you loan funds and always crying broke, and then you go get an $800 bag, then God, a man looking at you like, what the fuck are you doing with your money? So this is what we're going to go into our marriage with. Because next thing I know, I'm going to have you responsible for taking care. Let's say you guys make an agreement and you say, well, I got everything else, baby. You worry about your, you just worry about your car, your car payment. That's it. And well, no, no, no. Let's change that. I got everything else, baby. But you worry about that, that light bill. That's it. You take care of the light bill. I got everything else. But you look up and the light bill comes comes in the mail and it got that red notice and it's backed up. But just yesterday, you came home with these $500 pair of designer shoes. Okay, yeah, that's different. That's my point. So I'm just saying that certain conversations, if you in that, it's, it's couples in that predicament and they know that the other half is fucked up when it comes to money. They know they can't trust them with finances. They know they can't trust them when it comes to paying a certain bill, whatever agreement you may have at your household. And they still sitting up here bending down on one knee saying, will you marry me? She's saying, yes, you going on planning this wedding, but you know you got this underlying issue going on. What the fuck are you doing? Because it's going to come out later. All these problems that you want going into this marriage with is going to come out after you get married. You- that goes back to, did they have couples counseling? And were these things discussed? Because if these things weren't discussed, then yeah, it's going to be a serious issue, which is why you should go to www. TheGentleCaress.com. We got for your marriage counseling needs. We got the best marriage counselor out there. So yes, I mean it's one of them things where you get what you you if for those couples out there right now, I'm talking to you, the ones that are engaged to be married. What is this? It's March, so we're approaching wedding wedding season. Yeah, there's there's been a couple weddings that had to get canceled because of this whole coronavirus. Yeah, well maybe that's a blessing, but. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm, horrible. I'm sorry, that is but horrible. no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying for those couples that's sitting there with them underlying issues, and they're now they're quarantined, and now certain issues are starting to come out because couples that already had these type of discussions, this is not a surprise to them. Like me and you, if one of our incomes just you know, just leaves one of us. And then uh, it's it's not going to be a surprise to us how we respond to it. You know, neither one of us are irresponsible. We've had these discussions beforehand. You know, we sat there and we've had a form of counseling before we got married. Every discussion that could be had, we didn't have it beforehand. You're right, yeah, we had 10 years of doing it, but that and the fact that I wanted, even though we've been together 10 years, I still wanted to do marriage counseling right. because I felt like that's something that needed to be done. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just unfortunate because right now 
we are approaching, like I said, we're approaching wedding season. So all of the couples out there that are getting gearing up to get married, I want you to really look at yourself and really sit there and look at your spouse and just think to yourself or even write down, write down the certain underlying issues that you still have in you guys' relationship. Write that shit down and then sit up here and say, cool, let's discuss each of these. You're quarantined. You know, instead of arguing over um, what we going to do as far as your job, what we going to do because you're losing income and things like that, instead of quitting on your marriage or quitting on your relationship, sit there and just think about it and say, how can we find a solution to this? Where we are with this issue? First of all, y'all need to have a mutual agreement that there will not be any divorce because you're going to have to die before. Well, right now, I, right now I'm talking to the ones that's engaged. And that needs to be a discussion too. They both need to have a, a mutual understanding that if they enter into this lifelong commitment, that divorce is not an option. Yeah, shit. You know what? They low key financially kind of stuck because by now they probably got their deposits down on the venues and stuff like that. They're never stuck. They have a certain time to where they can get a portion of their deposit back. In fact, if, yeah, yeah. if in fact they won't get their deposit back. Anything outside of the money that they have given the venues and and vendors, they can get back. She's absolutely right, but. <laughs> If you ain't getting your full refund, <laughs> you're never going to get a full refund you know, ever. It, you That's know. in the contract. But you know, I do agree. If you really feel like it's not going to work out, I'm t- like the. It's cheaper yeah. to lose out on twenty five hundred than to spend twenty five to thirty thousand on a wedding and then and have to turn miserable. around and have to spend additional money on a divorce because you guys are miserable. It is in. Here we are. You got people calling attorneys during the middle of a fucking corn. No, think about this. Think about this. This is what really tripped me out about this article, though. A lot of people are calling attorneys asking about representation for a divorce. We don't even know how long this shit gonna even last. Like, you're not even thinking about... And it's only been a week. Yeah, it's only been a week, and you said already calling up representation. Like, goddamn, we don't know when these courts are going to open up. (laughs) (laughs) When you're going to be able to file. (laughs) That's how you know. That's how bad it's looking. And, you know, we just... We got to have them them conversations that needs to be had. This podcast is brought to you by The Gentle Caress. If you or anyone you know is struggling with their mental health or just need a listening ear, please check out thegentlecaress.com, offering counseling services from individual and child to relationship and family. Moms, check out our monthly mommy circles and fitness classes to get that snap back. Again, check out thegentlecaress.com. Okay, so for... All the couples out there that's listening to this podcast and you thinking about giving up on your relationship. Um, well, T, what would you say to them? 
ask yourself why you why do you even want to get married to this person? Don't just look at the pros, but also look at the cons. I always tell people, and I've actually gotten this advice from my professor in grad school. So if if you're a visual person and you need to write it down, write it down. You know, have a pro side and a con side. If the cons outweigh the pros, then you need to make a decision because those cons are not necessarily going to change. If the con, if one of the cons is he's bad with money and he's not taking care of his responsibilities, is that going to change? Is that something you could easily have a conversation with and it's going to change? Or is that something that he's been doing and it's already been discussed once before? Or her. Or her. <laughs> Put that out there, damn it. Whatever. <laughs> you know, ask yourself, why do you want to get married? Are you getting married because this is who you want to be with? Do you enjoy your time together? Can you see yourself going on trips? Can you even see yourself being stuck in the house for, you know, such events like this? Ask yourself, can you see having children with this person? Can you see growing old? Because after the kids move out, after you two retire, it's just, it's, it's just y'all two, and it's almost like you're quarantined in. It's just you can leave the house. Exactly. You know, so you know these are questions that you have to ask yourself. If you if all of those questions are no, or you know they're a maybe, then you need to do some deep soul searching to see if this is really something you want to do. Take out the fact of marriage. Take out the fact of the title. Take out the fact that it's a ring. You know, take out the fact that everything that comes with that and, and you're a part of the, the wife club or the marriage club. Because right. at the end of the day, it's it's really not about that. It's about you two. It's about you finding that one person you can, you know, deal with being for the rest of your life, mm. even when they get on your nerves. And that person that you will really want to. Right. If the pros outweigh the cons, I say, by all means, you go for it. Choose for the stars. But if the cons outweigh the pros, then I would suggest you first have a conversation. Mm -hmm. See if things change. Go back. Redo your little pros and cons. And see if it changes. And I'm not talking about short-term change. I'm talking about long-term change. Because it's easy for you to have a conversation with someone. They change for a week. And then they go back to doing what they were doing before. That's not change. That's short-term change. You were looking for long-term change and long-term results with any problem that you have. Because it's easy for you to have a conversation and then they change for a week. And then they go back to doing what they were doing. Right. That that's that's not good, and that's not something that you should strive to want to be with, right? Or strive to even want to do because you're constantly going to be having these conversations. And me personally, I don't like to repeat myself a lot, you know. So it's kind of like when someone says that they're sorry, are you saying sorry just to say it because that's something you should say, or are you saying it because you meant it and there's action behind it, right? So just take some time to think about that. Right. And for those that are already married, um, I think it's time for you to use this time to, well, for those that's already married and you guys finding yourself bickering over 
certain things that you really shouldn't be bickering about. And if you're even thinking about calling that divorce attorney, before you get ready to dial that number, how about you write down the issues that you guys are arguing about? Um, it's time to revisit those conversations. What's the root of the argument? Is yeah. it petty and stupid and it's just something because y'all stuck in the house together? Or is there a deeper meaning behind this stupid argument? Because most times it's always a deeper meaning. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If you're sitting there thinking about calling a divorce attorney, sit back and just think to yourself, how did we get here and what am I missing? What conversations didn't we have that we can use this time to have now, you know, and it don't have to be a full blown argument. Um, just take time to actually listen to each other, sit down and look up different strategies, right? Both of you guys write down, um, pros and cons of you guys' marriage and some things you would like to see different. Between yeah. You two. Some things you would like to see different. I mean, because I always say, you know, Two grown people that is arguing, really just hoping each other agrees with each other at one point. And especially if you are two two headstrong people, it's gonna hard, it's gonna be hard to get to that point where that other person is just stops and say, "Okay, I agree with you." You know, I feel like if they do stop and they say they agree with you, and you know they headstrong like that, then they really just want you to shut up. So you know. Sit there and don't sit there and try to have an argument. Actually write down your pros and your cons and, you know, let each other see it and just kind of have a, just, a, just a small discussion over it. And even if it's, if it's finances, just try to get to a common ground on how can you guys make it better. Um, if you guys want to get to the point where you feel like a joint account may be better for you, then so be it. But if you guys feel like that you already have a joint account, but you guys need to split accounts, it's nothing wrong with that. Please understand, there's nothing wrong with that. And th this is assuming that, you know, you know, the issue is finances, but it's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, um, let's split the money up. You know, let's, you spend your money the way you want to spend it. And I spend mine the way I want to spend it. Just make sure that whatever responsibilities you have as far as bills, just please make sure that get paid. That's it. And, you know, and that could cut out a lot of issues. So even if you, if you have to go that to them drastic measures, then do it. But just sit down and have a fucking discussion, man, for real. And, um... You know, it, it, like you guys and I already went through the whole wedding, the whole wedding process. Like, it's a wrap. You have the marriage license there. So, why would you sit up here and go through all this trouble over a divorce, over, you know, certain things that can just be um, figured out through just a simple discussion? And don't feel just because you're married, you have to have joint accounts. Because I know couples on both sides, couples who have joint accounts and couples who don't. We're a couple who decided we didn't want joint accounts. No. You know, because we, we whatever we could take care of, we could just communicate about that. Right. And, you know, and I find that people who do have joint accounts, 
tend to have arguments because they'll look in the account, they'll see that there's some money missing yeah. that the other has not discussed about you know spending, and it becomes a, 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 a argument and a hassle. Right. If you feel like you're about to be like that, then why even have a joint account? Just keep everything separate. If you want to have a joint account for bills, fine. Have that and then have your two separate accounts. There's nothing wrong with it because here's the thing. we This is not the 90s. This is not the 80s. This is not the 70s. This is not even the early 2000s. Like, we have alerts now. Um, every, every dollar being spent, you can have an alert pop to your phone and say, hey, um, a transaction went through at Wendy's for $15. You know what I mean? So mentally that can get to people and feel like, oh, I got to call him and figure out why he spent $15 on Wendy's. And see, and I'm and I'm not the type to sit up here and get questioned about what I spend my money on. Right. So, I mean, nobody, I mean, I don't understand how a person can live through that. But if you feel that, you know, that could be the case, then it's okay not to get a joint account. Just do what you do, what you do with your money. I think life is better when you don't have a, a joint account personally, but that is yeah. Just me. But but you gotta understand, there's a lot of people that goes the biblical way. And but you also gotta think, you know, back in back in the eighties and even nineties. Why did people have joint accounts? A lot of the time, you had stay at home mothers and stay at home wives. Who, who depended on that. Who depended yeah. on that. And, you know, they didn't have their own money. So, of course, the husband added the wife on there to go and get groceries or to pay the bills and, and so forth. But it's it's but it still was it, it, it was still a lot of couples that had their own careers, but they just felt like they had to have a joint account because biblically biblical. Bi- I'm sorry, I can't talk <laughs> biblically. It'll say everything joins as one when you get married. See, we're different because, you know, we're more of a um, millennial couple. Yeah. Yeah. You get, we're a modern day couple. We don't, you know, them always, always doing things. We just feel like it don't work and it can work. But just to prevent any issues, then we will rather just keep it the way it is, because before we were. Um, married, we didn't have issues with finances and we were fine with our separate accounts. So we didn't feel like trying to fix something that's not broken. Everything is not for everybody. So, you know, if you feel that you're comfortable and everything is working out fine within your joint account, then do it. But don't ever be ashamed that, don't ever be ashamed if you feel like you just can't do it if you need to split up. That doesn't mean you guys are splitting up. You're just splitting up your money. That's it. So, um, so yeah, just wanted to throw that out there, man. They just don't don't feel like you about to get you got to give up on your marriage just yet because it's ridiculous. It's only been a week week or two of being quarantined, and well, well uh, technically it's only been a, an official week. You know, I think. It's been longer for us because we kind of have a newborn. So we've been in the house a lot longer than what all of this is, you know, taking place. Right. And, you know, but I mean, it's it's still like it's, it's, it's it hasn't been that long for you to already be for people to be already calling a divorce attorney. So, I mean, just right now, if you got it on your mind, if you've sitting there been thinking like, damn, that's me, I've been thinking about 
divorce or I've been thinking about calling off this engagement after, you know, recent events during this quarantine and, and, and us having these certain issues starting to come up, you know, just sit back, do your own due diligence and just come up with solutions. Just have a discussion. That's all. And before we end this little segment on divorce rates increasing during this coronavirus, pray. I don't know if everyone does it, but if you do, pray about it. I always think better when I pray to myself, talk to God, and I get a good night's rest because it's always easier to do something when you're angry versus sitting down and rationally thinking about the long-term goal at right. the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Take some time to pray to pray to God about it. Um, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot in the power of prayer. That's if you're the, the, the praying type, if not, then, you know, whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> meditate. There's meditate. nothing wrong with meditation. <laughs> Meditate. Positive aspir um we aspirate are, not aspirations. Yeah. Um affirmations. There yeah. we go. I got it. We praying warriors over here, but if you're not, you know, just sit back, do some meditations. Um it's a really dope website called heads headspace.com. Um that helps you meditate. And you know, just don't don't go into these discussions with fire on the brain like you're just ready to rip a person to shreds because yeah it's not going to be good especially when you can't even walk outside not only that but also think about what's important you you know you got married for a reason think about those reasons think about the reason why you got married and why you said yes to this person and not someone else is it really worth divorcing over is it really worth the time effort and money being spent on a divorce mm. most times it's not because it's the heat of the moment you both say things you don't mean when you can just take a step back go for a walk because because that i mean these times that's really only only thing we can do and go from there and ladies take it easy on the fellas we don't have any sports to watch Thank you, um, Jesus. <laughs> we don't have any sports. Let me just though. say, disclaimer, Stop this has it. been this is not what the best. This has been the best. This is not what this podcast is supposed Sports to be don't <laughs> have to come back. They can stay gone forever. <laughs> it has been the greatest. Like if, if we could actually leave the house and not have sports, he might actually do more with me and come to birthday parties. Oh, that ain't going to never happen. <laughs> that ain't going to never happen. <laughs> I'm done with. Listen to me. I'm, I'm talking about kid birthday parties, not adults. I'm done with that. Nah, kid birthday parties. Nah, I'm done with. You can come. I'm done with kid birthday parties. You don't have no reason now. Like you always throw a game up in the air. Now you don't have it. I throw a no, but here's the thing. I'll pop into a, a kid birthday party. Okay, I'm sorry, babe. We're getting off topic. Okay. No, 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 no. What what I'm saying is, I'm just. Telling the ladies, you take it easy on us because sports is not. I think you'll be all right without sports. Yeah, sports is not around, so we can't already on edge. So. On edge of what? 
What? That it's nothing on TV. It is, Do you know? Please. Hold on. Not you got this. Netflix, Wait a Hulu, minute. Right, but, Amazon, Amazon, Yeah, but you need, your, you need your dose of sports. Disney Plus. You don't need you don't. That. You don't know what it's like to be. You right. I, All sports can disappear. Like I saw a hot dog eating contest on ESPN. <laughs> I got depressed. Like what, what? This is what it's come to. This is what it's fucking come to. But Who no, won? no, no my God. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time out to listen to our episode of Caress the Mind. If you can please take time to like, subscribe, follow, just to show us some love, we would really appreciate it. Stay tuned every Friday for a new episode of Caress the Mind.